Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. This is interesting. This is a change. You know, in the last uh, 18, 19 months, whatever it's been with this pandemic, a lot of people, of course, working from home, some, some still doing that. Uh, and now there's some companies who are looking for employees and putting out ads, and they're adding something to the requirements of the job. A periodic unplanned visit to the employee's home. There's a what? company who put out an ad. They're looking for uh, new employees where the supervisors could stop by just to make sure you're working. Kind of, I guess, like your boss swinging by your desk. Right, yeah. It seems crazy. But, uh, you know, I've said from the beginning, there's a lot of employers, a lot of bosses who cannot take the idea that they cannot see Right. employees at their desk that so they can't have their thumb on them yeah. and calling them into their office every five minutes, you know? Well, I, I guess, I, I mean, I wonder how this works, if, there, if there's ways around this um, in the sense that, you know, you could have, well, one, Zoom calls and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. right, where you can, mm-hmm. you know, put them on Zoom and, and you know, unless they, there's, I guess there's ways around that too with backgrounds that you can have a stock background and that way they don't know where you are mm. when doing that Zoom. Um, I guess if you have uh, like a company cell phone, mm. they could track where that is or a company car. Yep. Right. And that's always something that, that's been something that's been done for quite some time, especially company vehicles, mm-hmm. right? Where they can tell your mileages and where you are and where, you know, uh, that you're on the road and doing company work in your company uh, vehicle. I, I guess they can do that if they had a, maybe a company laptop that you had to use. Mm-hmm. Look, it doesn't really set up nice for uh, a, an employee to feel like their boss, their employer doesn't trust them, and that's why they want to swing by. But the reality is, too, and, you, and if you're working from home, you can swear up and down that you're busier than you've ever been and you can't believe it, which is BS, but you're claiming you are. But they really believe you are probably having an afternoon sip. Well, they want to catch, because the Zoom, you can go, okay, I'm going to put the bottle of wine away during right. the Zoom call. But they want to swing by, much like a parole officer coming yeah. to, you know, make sure you're up to no good. They wow. want to swing by and see if you're, you know, hey, um, I thought you were putting together that uh, that spreadsheet. Uh why are you at the dry cleaner? <laughs> well, they're spreading. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, of course, it's an afternoon delight. Of course, there's backlash. And uh, now this, this particular company who put this uh, job description up with the supervisor and the unplanned visit, they have removed that from their, oh, okay. their job. Uh, but, but there's people testing the waters on it. Look, you know, I, I get it. Uh, if, you know, you can't have it all. Yeah. You can't. You cannot say, I want to stay home, and then start sliding in, taking the kids to the park in the summer, mm-hmm. you know, or running around and doing your grocery shopping yeah. during yeah. your hours yeah. of employment. I, I want to stay home, but I don't want to have any checks and balances yeah. on what I'm doing. There yeah. has to be a bit of both, probably. So if you are planning on, and hopefully working remotely moving forward, which a lot of these tech companies and stuff have, have permanently said, yeah, this is what we're doing. But if it's still up in the air with your employer as to which way it's going to go, then you might get a knock at the door. And it's not your neighbor offering you a drink. Right. It's your right. boss. Maybe they're just threatening you. Like, maybe mm-hmm. they, they'll never do it. They'll put in these other ways. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll give you a company laptop, but that way we can know where it is yep. and where you're working from when you're on it and company phone and car, whatever it may be. Yep. Um, but we reserve the right to check on you yeah. should we deem it necessary. Boss comes by and you're floating in your pool. <laughs> Two in the afternoon, you got margarita in hand. 
Almost all of us, when asked, hate daylight savings time, the changing of the clocks. But here's something. It's Sunday, right? Yeah. So yeah. I guess uh, Sunday, as, as if Sundays aren't miserable enough, now it'll be 25 hours long. <laughs> Uh, anyhow, we uh, I, maybe this is a positive, but uh, depends, I guess, on what you think of snacking. But uh, when it gets darker earlier, we're all eating more. Yeah, that's my excuse. Yep. It's been, well, it's been dark for two years now. That's so. right. <laughs> it's dark times. Got to soul. Um, yeah, when it's darker earlier, we tend to start snacking more between dinner and uh, bedtime. And I think what happens is you got more hours. You know, it's cold outside. You're not doing stuff outside. You're inside probably just watching TV. You're watching TV. Maybe you're having a drink or two. Right. Your willpower sinks a touch. <laughs> and the next thing you know, there go those cookies. Uh, and I, I like tend to to put things off until the next day. Mm. Like, it's already dark outside. I'm, I'm not going out. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It can wait. I'll just sit inside and eat. Yeah, I you know, I'm getting my lawnmower fixed right now, and my grass is still... Uh, I think it's slowed down now because it's colder at night. It's probably not. But it was growing like a weed there. I was cutting it twice a week. And so my lawnmower crapped out on me uh, in October, and uh, I couldn't get to the grass. And now, of course, there's a lot of leaves on it from the stuff that's falling from the trees. And my lawnmower is coming back tonight, all fixed up and ready to go. And I'm kind of like, eh. <laughs> Wait till the spring now. <laughs> Although I guess I should cut it because next week's going to be like 10, 11, 12. Right. So. Well, I should at least run it and see if it yeah. works. Yeah. Well, you'd hope I'm paying the guy to fix it. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, when it comes to daylight savings time, we all, almost all of us, want it eliminated. Really? Just leave the same time forever. And it doesn't matter age range. Young want it gone. Old want it gone. They all want, we all want it tossed. Is it a lazy thing? Or is it an ignorance thing? Like we don't understand why we do it anymore probably that's got something to do with it and it's just one more thing we have to do when yeah, we're lazy it's kind of a lazy thing yeah. although there's so many devices that now you know fix themselves right especially with bell <laughs> <laughs> if they get that right <laughs> um yeah I, I think it's you know even if you've got if you're down to like a microwave clock and an oven clock because who has like a you know a bedroom clock anymore right um there seems to be a big push. We and Maria bought one with these, like these big clocks you mount on the wall. You yes, know, they, that seems to be a thing. We've got one of those. We so had a guess, couple of them. I think they both died. Yeah, we got to do something with those, I guess. So, yeah, and the fact that our phone does it itself, we, we just feel like we're being put out having mm. to deal with it, and we all act like we lose our mind when the yeah. time change happens. Yeah. Oh, as a listener, there's accidents go up. Like yeah. next week, will be bad for that. Um, as the as the time changes and it gets, I may imagine darker earlier. But mm-hmm. I, I just find it look like we're we're quarter after seven right now, oh, I know. and it might as well be two in the morning oh, when know. you look outside. It, it's pitch black when you get up way early in the morning. Uh, there is a two week window in like June, maybe, where it's the sun's up by like five thirty in the morning. It's 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 perfect. It's beautiful. You literally be driving into work, you know, and it's already feels like it's the middle of the day. But now the thing is with the daylight savings time, it might actually be bad for our our health it is said that waking up when it's dark outside isn't good for us it messes with our sleep patterns so see i'm gonna tell dr downer that's my problem <laughs> it's not the drinking and the consumption of bad food may give me a pill for that so if we don't fall back uh sunday our eternal clock will be confused for three full months instead of a few days twice a year so it turns out maybe we got to do this for our own health huh i don't know i don't know all i know is that i'll get up Monday morning, I'll have forgotten to do it Saturday night before I went to bed because I'm not waiting around until 2 a.m. 
And I'll get up and I'll look at my phone and it'll say 9 a.m. And I'll go downstairs and it'll say 8 a.m. And I will be confused for a second. <laughs> then I'll realize I won't go walking out into the street and get no, hit by a bus no. like people claim. I'll, I'll get past it in about five seconds. There are those of us who it'll take a week. I don't know. I just, I don't know where I'm at. That'll be our whole conversation Monday. Oh, I just feel so tired. I'm so off. This might be my favorite story of the day. (laughs) There's a 17-pound potato that was found by a farmer. He was digging out some weeds. He hit something massive, realized it was a giant potato that had been growing there for several years. It's being verified now by the Guinness Book of World Records. It could crush the current record of 10 pounds, 14 ounces. It's a 17-pound potato. I love this, though. They've named the potato. They've named the potato Doug. <laughs> so, Dougie Elliott, you, you spun you. <laughs> they say I'm Doug, and I love this even more. <laughs> it's not the most attractive potato. He's kind of ugly, but he's definitely huge. Doug, so moving forward now, Doug's nickname is Spud. When you, Spud Elliot. When you when you text him, when you call him, you What's up, Spud? And we have to do this. We have to rework. Keep your eyes on the road. We have to rework Stomp and Tom Connors, Bud the Spud. It's Bud the Spud. It's Doug the Spud. He's got those Irish and Scottish yeah. roots, too. Wow. Yeah. The guy, the farmer who owns Doug, says uh, he plans on turning him into potato vodka. <laughs> it's all coming up, Dougie. <laughs> Although he is more of a fan of the whiskey than the right, vodka. Yes. But any, any way you shake it, we got a potato. The afternoon delight. Dougie Elliott. <laughs> didn't get a chance yesterday to uh, talk about this at all, but I am, I'm just so shocked that Doug Ford has decided that uh, he's not going to mandate hospitals to have everybody vaccinated. For, for all of the hoopla over the last while about if you don't get vaccinated, six weeks of unpaid leave and then you lose your job in industries all across the board. For the industry that deals with our health, for him to now say, eh, I'm not going to bother with it. Hospitals, you want to mandate it? And his big thing is, well, because we're going to lose so many uh, people in the industry who haven't been vaccinated. The numbers are low mm. in the industry for people who have, have not been vaccinated. Yeah, like, like less than 5%. Yeah, it's like 2 or 2%, something. Yeah. For him to, and I heard a doctor yesterday just going off, and I applauded this guy because he said, listen, we're never getting out of this thing with, with this kind of stupidity. You know, he, he, this doctor said, I don't want to work with people in the health industry, who don't believe in science. Right. I don't want them by my side. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. And I don't know why, except I would, uh, I think that when I see his, you know, off-the-rails daughter going on and on and on about QAnon and vaccines are bad for you, and I understand his wife is the same way. He's probably hearing it at home, hearing it at work, and he's just like, I'll forget it. Forget it. You don't want to get vaccinated. I've had enough. Uh, and remember, too, you know, these, there's there's a base there of support uh, and a lot of dollars that uh, that get thrown around yeah. in behind the scenes that, that can can weigh on these decisions. And, you know, you know, his safety catch in this is that 
you know, you leave it up to the hospitals themselves, mm. and many of them have already mandated right. uh, in in their own uh, in, internally. And so, uh, with that, you kind of get the mandates without having to be the bad guy in it. He right. still he still can kind of appeal to some of the base. Yeah, it just uh, makes him look ridiculous. I was reading, uh, I was watching a thing last night. It was um, apparently a, a Canadian uh, anti-vax and flat earther. Who uh, combo pack? Who yeah? Who uh, has has passed away after having COVID symptoms? Mm-hmm. But he had a video posted where he said, "Well, you know, my throat's sore. I'm, I'm I feel hot. I feel cold. But I know it's not. Con-. He called it COVID because uh-huh. he's like, it's not real. I know it's not this." Uh, and you know, the 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 comments were quite vicious when were it they? came to people who had you know learned of this. Any death is tragic. I, uh, I think I'm losing sympathy, uh, and and it's tough to to keep that sympathy. One one person wrote, you know, it's it's too bad they won't find find their death by falling off the end of the earth like you had hoped for. I don't want to laugh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough not to laugh at this stage. It's just so exhausting and tiring, constantly hearing this stupidity. Right. Yeah, it's and and then you know of course for him to say about how the passports you know that uh, hopefully by March we won't be using them anymore and I just think wow all this effort and and for so many of us who have have you know played by the rules and and tried our best to help our our fellow man and stay safe I just feel like the anti-vaxxers are going to ride it out and they're going to skate this and 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 be free of it and it, that really bothers me. Well, the question is, is will we ever really be free of it then if. if- you know, we've got a significant number, thankfully, who've who played by the rules and, and gone along with it. Um, and, yeah, you're going to get to a point where hopefully the numbers are so significantly low that this thing, this thing can end. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the, the longer it goes, uh, you know, we've had spikes here and there. We had a spike yesterday in the province of cases. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the longer it goes. And, yes, you know, we understand both vaccinated and unvaccinated can still get it. Mm-hmm. But... The issue being in the unvaccinated is that it can kill you. Yes, and and mutate as well. But beyond that, uh, there's apparently a new pill uh, in the uh, in Britain that they've released, which is uh, to to fight it when you've got it as mm-hmm. well. So they they're working on a, a new way of fighting it um, after you've gotten it. So you've got the vaccine on one end, and now we've got a new treatment. Uh, that's hopefully on the way soon as well. Well, we might not like our needles, but we love us our pills. Right. We love to swallow handfuls of them. Well, like he had the story of The Rock in the news and how he's going to handle dealing with guns on set. Here's what he had to say. I can't speak for anyone else, but I can tell you without an absence of clarity here that any movie that we have moving forward with Seven Bucks Productions, any movie, any television show, uh, or anything we do or produce, we won't use real guns at all. We're going to switch over to rubber guns, and we're just going to we're going to take care of it in post. We're not going to worry about the dollars. We won't worry about, worry about what it costs. And then when something like this happens, this magnitude, this heartbreaking, I think the most prudent thing and the smartest thing to do is just pause for a second and really re-examine how you're going to move forward and how we're going to work together. Interesting too, if he's taking this stance with his own production company, if he gets hired by another company to make a movie that has guns on set, like is it now in his contract that he won't work with anybody? Right. If there's real guns on set, probably you'd think. Yeah, and listen, I think with the technology they have to, you know, it it sounds silly when he says we're just going to use rubber guns, mm. you know, but you wouldn't be able to tell the difference oh, no, looking no. at the at the movie. And I, I'm quite surprised actually that they they had real bullets 
on scene. Yeah, somebody... like, this was something you you have armorers, and that was their job to yeah. know and to distinguish the difference between what were live rounds and what weren't. And I'm I'm trying to think as to why they would have live rounds there. I guess if you're you know you're shooting off into the distance and you want like. The dust ups or something like that from I don't the bullets know. hitting. I I don't know. Well, there's all sorts of conspiracy theories now that somebody from the far right brought the bullets on to right. uh, to put Alex Baldwin in this position. Generally, they were using real guns with blanks, right? Inside, yeah, right. They yeah. wanted the pop and the fire of the muzzle and that kind of thing. Yeah, and and the the rubber guns or even some toy guns these days. When you look at them pretty close, they look really. You know, authentic. So who knows? Right. Uh, there's a list of celebrities who don't have haters. And uh, it's a pretty short list, really, because almost anybody in the spotlight seems to have somebody who can't stand them. But people like Rick Moranis, he has no haters. I mean, he hasn't okay. done much, but he also, he retired from acting to take care of his kids because his wife died. I mean, yeah. what, what can you hate on there? Tough. I hate the fact that he didn't make Honey, I Shrunk the Kids 4. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess, really, when, when he left the game in the what, late 90s, mm. right, that was before a lot of the, the internet and social media. So that's why, and that's a lot, a lot of where the hate resides, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I guess it was that one guy who punched him in the face when he was walking down the street in New York City. Oh yeah, that I happened with that. Well, somebody does hate old Rick, Julia Andrews. If you hate her, why? That's the question. <laughs> we had a conversation the other day because the boys were talking about Mary Poppins. They hadn't seen it. Yeah. And uh, and Adrian was saying, well, you know, it's it's Julia Andrews. She plays a, a nanny who mm-hmm. sings. Mm-hmm. And uh, you remember her from Sound of Music, where she played a nanny who sings. <laughs> right. thought, boy, how'd you get typecast yeah. in the 60s? There's a great moment in the Sound of Music, and if if you haven't seen it in a long time, if you have a copy of it or you stumble upon well, it. It's coming soon, right, with the, with the holidays on the way. Oh, it'll be back, yeah. So there's a moment when Julia Andrews, as Maria, she's a nun or a nun in training, whatever the name of that is, and she goes to the head nun. You should say spoiler alert before you say that. Oh, <laughs> if you haven't seen it. Yeah, that's right. It's only, what, 60 years old now? Um, she goes to the head nun, and she wants to leave. Uh, she she doesn't want to be a nun. It's not for her. So she goes to the head nun and tries to explain why she wants out. And the head nun, in her very heavy accent, says, Maria, what is it you can't face? <laughs> Go and watch it and tell me. That you can never see that scene again. What is it? You can't face. You be very careful as you say yeah. it. Uh-huh. No accents. I can say it once. <laughs> uh, celebrities who don't have haters. Betty White. Again, how do you hate Betty White? Right, yeah. What could Just you die already. Hey. Oh, 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 you're, oh, no. oh, you're one of the haters. Right. I thought that was coming from you. Yes. Terrible. Keanu Reeves, a real man of the people, it is said. Yeah, I, I mean, there are a lot who didn't love his acting, mm. but the man himself was apparently just mm-hmm. a saint. Yeah, a great guy. We heard the story recently about the Rolex watches that he gave to everybody on the John Wick set. Oh, was a stuntman. stuntman, yeah. I think it was just like when he did that movie with Al Pacino, and he was uh, Al Pacino was the devil. Oh, uh, devil's lawyer. advocate. Oh, and it was just the two of them when they had a big arguing scene, and Al Pacino was Al Pacino, one of right. the greatest of all time. And Keanu was just like from Bill and Ted. Right. Uh, dude, dude. Stop it, booty. Yeah, that's right. Tom Hanks, this is great. Someone said they described him as the only person who could drunkenly punch out a nun in an alley. <laughs> and the whole world would wonder, damn, what's wrong with that nun? <laughs> Dolly Parton, can't hate her. She's so cool. 
How could you hate on someone who who isn't a billionaire but yet keeps giving so much of her money to charity? Okay. Uh, Mr. Rogers, anybody who says anything bad about him is a monster, and I don't want to associate with them. Tom Holland, there is a debate over who is the best Spider-Man, but Tom hasn't done anything controversial. Chadwick Boseman, he's a legend. Every Marvel fan loves the man. And finally, for celebrities who don't have haters, Robin Williams. Mm. Someone said, if I found out someone genuinely hated him as a person and it wasn't just a I don't care about his movie situation, I don't think I'd be able to continue knowing that individual. That's a red flag. Huh. Yeah. Um, speaking of haters, Chris Pratt's got some. And for no real reason, this is ridiculous. So he, he, he and his ex-wife, Anna Ferris have a nine-year-old son, and he's had some health issues. He was born prematurely. He's dealt with some surgeries, other things over the years. And they are now divorced, and Chris has married Kath, Catherine Schwarzenegger. They have a one-year-old daughter. So he put out this nice little message about his wife's birthday where he, he says, um, you know, he, he loves a bunch of things about her, including the fact that she gave him a gorgeous, healthy daughter. And now the Twitter mob is coming after Chris for calling his daughter healthy and insulting his son. Uh, for crying out loud, people. Did he, did he put healthy in bold or capitalize no, it or something so. crazy like that? No, I, don't, I haven't I mean, seen it. wouldn't do that anyway. It's... People, get a job. Get a life. Get right. out of the house. And uh, finally, there's a couple of guys, big stars in both their careers, who love to bake together. They, they share recipes. Middle of the week. They're passing recipes back and forth, how to make uh, peanut butter cookies and how to do brownies. I never thought these two would be friends. I didn't even think they'd know who each other were. John Travolta and Tommy Lee from Motley Crue. Oh. They love to sit at home and bake. Really? Yeah. They, they tweet back and forth, like requests for recipes. I mean, it wasn't that long ago Tommy Lee was tweeting and requesting good attorneys because he was going to jail again. <laughs> That's right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I would have thought more about getting baked rather than... <laughs> rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.